before everybody joins us, we'll do a little longer inhalation and exhalation. So paying attention to the longer breath and usually to support the practice, we could use the phrase breathing in, I'm aware of the long inhalation and breathing out, I'm aware of the long exhalation. But when you're breathing in and taking a longer in breath and a longer exhalation, do not force yourself to breathe, which means not this. Uh, and so when we do that, the breath reaches only the upper part of the lungs. So usually the best way to do this is breathing into the belly, imagining that your belly rises with the in breath and the belly falls with the out breath, but maintaining a soft and a longer inhalation, a soft and a longer exhalation. So let's do that for two minutes. Again, like I say, breath is a thread to reintegrate our mind and body to come back to the present moment. So let's do that and then we'll get into a longer practice. So again, sitting in a posture which supports the practice, gently closing your eyes. And this time, let's begin with a softer, longer inhalation. And a softer, longer exhalation. Being fully aware as we inhale I'm taking a longer breath. And as we exhale, I experience the longer exhalation. One way distraction bothers us is when we try to keep the distractions away. But when we just accept them and recognize them, suddenly we are friends with them. They no more bother us. They become a part of the experience. So when any distraction happens, recognizing it and returning to the breath. Let's end our practice with a deep breath now. Gently opening your eyes, fully arriving in the present moment. Okay, now we have 25 people. So we'll get into the longer practice, friends, and we will split that into different sections. I will guide you through the entire practice, but we will again start with the body. As they say, it is very important to bring the body to a certain level of rest so that we don't struggle in our practice. 
if the body is experiencing unrest or some anxiety or some other emotions, then the practice uh, is not supported. So always good to start by settling the body. And you'll see when we settle the body, the mind also eventually starts settling down. So we'll do a body scan, a guided body scan, then we will get into the pebble imagination visualization and then we will end the practice with a small prayer so again this will be a little longer one roughly about let's say 10 to 12 minutes if it's okay with you just give me a thumbs up ready for a longer practice most of us are having repeat sessions so now i think we're ready to jump into longer practices Okay, great. So let's start. And again, let's ground ourselves by taking a deep breath in. And now let's start with the body scan. As you breathe in, you may repeat what I'm saying. Repeat silently. So let's start breathing in. I'm aware of the top of my head. Breathing out. I relax the top of my head. Breathing in. I'm aware of the back of my head. And breathing out, I relax my head. Breathing in, I'm aware of my forehead. Breathing out, I relax my forehead. Breathing in, I'm aware of my eyes. Breathing out, I relax and smile to my eyes. Breathing in, I'm aware of my nose and lips. Breathing out, I relax my nose and lips. Breathing in, I'm aware of my ears. Breathing out. I relax my ears. Breathing in, I'm aware of my jaws. Breathing out, I relax my jaws. Breathing in, I'm aware of my cheeks. Breathing out, I relax my cheeks. 
Breathing in, I'm aware of my neck. And breathing out, I relax my neck. Breathing in, I'm aware of my shoulders. Breathing out, I relax my shoulders. Breathing in, I'm aware of my arms. Breathing out, I relax my arms. Breathing in, I'm aware of my forearms. Breathing out, I relax my forearms. Breathing in, I'm aware of my upper back. Breathing out, I relax and let go. Breathing in, I'm aware of my lower back. Breathing out, I relax and let go. Breathing in, I'm aware of my chest. Breathing out, I relax my chest. Breathing in, I'm aware of my stomach. And breathing out, I relax my stomach. Breathing in, I'm aware of my thighs. Breathing out, I relax my thighs. Breathing in, I'm aware of my knees. Breathing out, I relax and let go. Breathing in, I'm aware of my calves. Breathing out, I relax my calves. Breathing in, I'm aware of my ankles. Breathing out, I relax my ankles. Breathing in, I'm aware of my toes. Breathing out, I relax my toes. Becoming aware of your entire body now from your head to toe. Rested in the chair, but yet fully present. Imagining that your entire body has settled down now. And now visualizing yourself as a pebble and you're sinking in the river. Not resisting it at all. And you sink further down. And you finally rest on the riverbed. Tranquil, serene. Now 
Now, whatever the waves are, they are at the surface, but you have settled down deep on the riverbed. So the waves doesn't matter now. You've touched into your inner potential of peace. Unaffected by the objects of the mind. Before we bring this practice to a close, let's release a small prayer from our hearts. May I be guided by my internal wisdom and consciousness to spend at least a few moments in my day-to-day -day life being mindful, harnessing this inner potential of peace and feeling integrated again. May I be inspired to walk on this path of mindfulness and also touch a few other lives meaningfully and contribute for their well-being. And when you do this prayer, don't forget to have a half smile on your face. Let's take a deep breath now. Gently opening your eyes. Hmm. Okay, so let's pause for a few comments and questions. So nice to be a pebble unaffected by the waves and the mind, yes. And we need this kind of equanimity because otherwise, if you look at how we describe our lives, it's constantly buzzing. Either it's buzzing with activity outside or buzzing with our internal mental activity also. And then we can get carried away. And we don't even realize at times that we've gone far away from where we have to be. So yeah, coming back to this inner peace. That was very relaxing. I love a pebble on the riverbed watching the turmoil about very good. And therefore they say our mind has a beautiful quality also. It's not that it's all evil, right? It also has a quality of we can witness our own thinking and not get carried away with it. We can witness sometimes same say we can also witness our own suffering and yet stand outside the suffering. So we can witness all our mental activity and yet the beautiful quality of the mind, a trained mind is not to identify with any one of it. And that brings equanimity and peace. Okay, so let's have a few more comments, okay? 
love the analogy of sinking into the sinking stone in the river, watching the waves and disturbances on the surface. Just the same way we can watch our thoughts and emotions, taking a peaceful observer perspective. Exactly. And the more we witness this mental activity, then we don't have to get into all this struggle of replacing the negative thoughts with positive thoughts and all of that. I, I say this that optimism is an outcome of witnessing the mind not by struggling the mind constantly trying to change it but just witnessing and witnessing has a beautiful quality because we witness with curiosity we go deeper rather than computing so there's a faculty of the mind which is continuously computing which can make us go crazy and the faculty of the mind which can witness I have some blissful, warm sun on me, but also a little bit of back pain. It was good practice to sit with both pleasant and unpleasant sensations. Exactly. This morning, I woke up with a bad headache. And the first thought or the first two minutes of struggle was, I have to, this headache has to go. I don't like it. I don't like the strong, heavy feeling in my head. But then for a moment, I just lay on my bed and for a few moments, I watched my breath stomach go up and down and I started breathing into the unpleasant sensation, not trying to deny it, not trying to shut them down, but just being and accepting it is there. I can nurse it by taking a medicine and stuff like that. But still the internal suffering has to come at peace with my unpleasant situation. The moment I started doing that, I think it's still there, but it's not bothering me very much. I was very energetic to log on the call also and get with my day-to-day -day business. So yeah, it's good to watch these unpleasant sensations also. And we'll then realize that they're not static. Those unpleasant sensations are also changing in many ways and forms. Our mind perceives suffering to be a static one and a, and a linear one like it's ongoing but within the suffering also there could be something that we haven't become aware or touched deeply i was going well during the body scan but i felt myself beginning to fall asleep during the pebble practice i'm caught between feeling like i need to stay in control and lose myself to the practice okay so here is one beautiful suggestion do this on purpose sit on your bed or on your chair and do this body scan practice and when you start feeling asleep go to sleep that's it let go uh, usually again this mind has certain we have set certain parameters in our mind parameters of performance parameters of how the experience has to unfold parameters of how i will monitor my progress or judge the experience and when we hold too tightly on them then the struggle will start so grace just letting it go so sometimes i do this i will sit against the wall as a support and i know that i'm going to feel sleepy and i allow myself to sleep it's okay and sometimes within that sleepiness also there's this awareness now i'm drifting into sleep it's okay fine we can drift into sleep <laughs> so yeah, so that's the entire premise of practice, not holding too tightly onto any expectation and goal. Okay, just doing it is the goal in itself. And then whatever is happening, just allowing that to happen. But, and you will realize that we also then develop a sense of being present and we uh, don't get drifted too often. At home, I use the body scan to get to sleep. It's a very beautiful practice. I do it quite a lot of times very helpful rather than listening to some music or some, you usually initially i used to listen to audio books to go to sleep that was my support 
system, but now I do the body scan or watching the breath. It's very helpful. Okay, so we will do mindfulness of sounds today. Uh, we haven't done this for a while. And if you now realize I'm sitting at a place while it is serene, but there are also some very strong background sounds that come up occasionally, right? Because everybody's at home, children are not going to school. So you will see children shouting in the background. One just shouted. <laughs> so and some vehicles passing by. So this is a very good practice to, very good opportunity to not struggle with all these external experiences. And yet the metaphor, the pebble resting on the riverbed, whatever is happening on the surface, I embrace it. So as you know, the mindfulness of sounds practice is just opening our awareness to whatever sounds we become aware of, not trying to block them, uh, comment out of them. Anyways, we can't change them because they are out of our control. So just opening our awareness and accepting them. And to help get us started, I'm going to use the mindful bell again. So you may just want to turn down the laptop volume if it's too harsh for you. So I'll ring the bell three times and then we will do the mindfulness of sounds practice. When I ring the bell, the intent is to follow the sound of the bell. Till it fades out. Now just resting your attention. all the sounds reaching to us. And whenever you realize that your awareness is not on the sounds, but your mind has taken you into thinking or any other distraction, just becoming aware. And sometimes I call it this as raising the flag of awareness and then returning to the sounds.
also maintaining this awareness if there's any tendency to comment, judge the sounds. Sometimes the sound can also take us into memories, so just becoming aware of that also. This we can call it as being aware of all the mental activity. When you become aware of these sounds, see if you can try and have a half smile on your face and see if anything changes in your experience. And then you will also notice that the smile quickly goes away. If that happens, then again, keeping the smile. Let's take a deep breath now. Gently opening your eyes. Okay, let's dwell on an interesting question. While all of us know this, but maybe this is just a reiteration and then how we can use mindfulness uh, to achieve what we will discuss in this answer. So what do all of us want from life? A very basic question. Like sometimes we say, who am I? Basic question, but a deeper one. Likewise, what, all of, what do all of us want from life? So let's have some responses. Peace and quiet. <laughs> yes. Okay. What else? Good health. Fulfillment. Okay. Happiness, friendships, okay, great. Contentment, 
Okay, lovely. Peace, good health, happiness, and a well-balanced work-life. Okay. So if you look at all this, whatever we state that we want in life, the end goal is happiness only. End goal is happiness. Now, sometimes what happens is we base our happiness on external conditions. So David is saying the ability to appreciate what I have, not what I don't have. So a sense of gratitude, which again cultivates the feeling of peace and happiness. So the end goal is happiness. But a lot of times, unconsciously also, our happiness is based on external conditions. If this happens only then, I will be happy. If that happens only then, I will be happy. If that does not happen, I will be very unhappy. And therefore, we look for sources of happiness. So sources of happiness can be relationships. Of course, love and nurture is a very different dimension. But sometimes also we look for spending moments with our friends to have happiness. We thinking that when I spend time with my loved ones or who I am connected with, I will be happy. Shopping, entertainment, achieving goals, so on and so forth. So all external conditions, largely it is based on that. And I think we also need to train ourselves to be unconditionally happy. How? Very small practice. I have started doing this. I wasn't doing this for a very long time. This is a good reiteration for me also. Whenever we have free moments, maybe one or two minutes, just sitting with our eyes closed, a half smile on the face, breathing in, breathing out, happiness within. And then we will see eventually if we keep doing this over and over again and again, maybe sometimes when the external condition is unfavorable, we will still be able to tap into the internal dimension of peace and happiness. And I think that's very, very important because external conditions, we can only influence. Uh, so many things is out of our control. But what is in our control definitely till the time we pass away from this world is the breath and the awareness. And that, that's in our circle of influence. So doing these micro practices also for one minute, two minutes, especially sometimes I realize that I get irritated. Okay, so then I can watch my irritation. And if I have to let go, just smile, breathing in, I smile, breathing out, I smile. Imagine such a powerful practice in spite of spending like a few hundred thousand dollars and going to the most exotic vacation, uh, can still not sometimes bring us happiness because our mind is so overworked. But this small practice doing it again and again can really water those seeds, potential seeds of peace and happiness within. And uh, we will be able to make this as our second nature. Uh, why, why neuroplasticity? The, something that we repeat again and again actually changes the form and structure of our brain. We develop new neural patterns and that's what is called as then conditioning ourselves. So let's do this small practice again of smiling without any reason, without any external condition being favorable or unfavorable, doesn't matter whatever the external condition is, but unconditionally smiling for a few moments, taking time out to replenish, renew ourselves so that we only get better to deal with whatever is happening outside of us. Okay, so let's do this. Again, finding a supportive posture for the practice. Let's again start with inviting the mindful bell twice 
and then we will do the smile practice. These are precious moments for us. When we make a choice, to touch these dimensions of peace and happiness within us. Breathing in, I smile. Breathing out, I smile. <laughs> and when the smile goes away again, just becoming aware and returning to this unconditional happiness. Breathing in, I smile. And breathing out, I smile. And whenever you get distracted, get again recognizing the distraction. Being very gentle and kind. And returning to the present moment. Let's take a deep breath. Opening your eyes. Okay, let's pause for a few comments and questions. By the time I see some comments coming in, I'll give you glimpses from India. If you heard this person shouting right now, 
so in pune and in la- many parts of uh, india these workers come uh, shouting so somebody will come selling this uh, or buying back the old newspapers this person who was just shouting was uh, he comes and uh, sharpens knives that people use for cutting at home and uh, for a moment the, when we started this practice i suddenly heard him on the top of his voice and suddenly some irritation can come right but him and i are no different is what i realize in this practice he's trying to make his living by doing what he best he does going lane to lane shouting asking people to give him some work i am doing the same thing online <laughs> these days conducting workshops and then i just settled down saying that oh he's now he'll toil throughout this day and maybe just make less than less than 2 dollars and try and go back and feed his family uh, so actually i felt uh, compassion rather than irritation uh, and then this was the distraction right so recognizing this distraction and coming back to this half smile again uh, so therefore uh, one of the principles of buddhism is you know we recognize when we are peaceful and equanimous we recognize common humanity and the common humanity the elements can be different but there is common humanity he's trying to get his living done i'm trying to get my living done by doing online workshops there's no difference <laughs> okay the background shouting increased my smiling dramatically yes i was actually transported to india a lovely comparison and turn around it in ha if we contemplate there is no difference and i keep on saying this at the level of being we all are the same all are same there is no difference there's common humanity that we have to recognize i love the idea of being able to tap into an inner sense of happiness you know external environment might not be a happy one but i also believe it's very important to be accepting of negative emotions and experiences when they occur as well exactly david i was just going to clear clarify this point that does not mean to run away from suffering we have everything inside us we have grief agony apathy compassion kindness so mindfulness is also meeting whatever is arising and sometimes whatever is arising is extremely painful we got to embrace that also so it's not denying our suffering it's not running away from it it's not blocking the experience and also at the same time we have this inner potential of peace so watering those seeds whenever we have time even short moments smiling breathing in and smile breathing out i smile the sound and vibrance he's not going to let you go until you give him some work i'm hypersensitive to sound so this session has been very helpful i am very auditory sensitive uh, so my mom does these sharp longer uh, pranayamas we call where you have to exhale very forcefully so she does it in the living room and i sleep across the living room into the bedroom but there was a point i used to wake up and go and start you know uh, really being nasty because i was sensitive to sounds and my sleep used to break uh, so i have come to terms with sounds quite a lot i'm very auditory sensitive so this can be a very helpful exercise actually he sounds very musical yeah he is uh, india has such varied experiences of life it's amazing uh, <laughs> so i've gotten peaceful to such backgrounds and we are 1.3 billion people what to do we can only make peace 
where we have no control on the external situation. Okay, before we uh, get into the compassion practice with which we will end the session, uh, I have, can I share something that has, uh, that has drawn my attention and also made me worry in the last two, three days. Is it okay if I share that for two minutes and why compassion practice is even more important? Yeah, okay. So I urge uh, all of you friends to go and watch this documentary on Netflix, The Social Media Dilemma. And uh, there they have interviewed few people who have been in the early stages of creation of Facebook. I think most of you also must have seen it probably. Early stages of creation of Facebook, Google and stuff and other social media platforms, Pinterest and Instagram and stuff like that. And what uh, it was so revealing and it was such hard hitting documentary. Uh, the gist is that they're saying we are not even aware how all these platforms are manipulating our thinking, decision making, our political uh, alliances, our shopping behaviors and patterns and everything is algorithmed. Uh, yeah, David is saying, I watched this last night. It's terrifying. And, the, and one of the person in the documentary is saying, my fear is that this is going to create civil war. And in India, I have, I have already started seeing glimpses of it. There, I have, there are this polarization that is happening. While we are not speaking very openly about it, but covert conversations have started. And the, uh, elections can be rigged completely uh, because whatever content we see, if Nitin is seeing a certain content on his page, David will not see it. Because whatever content I see, then it's algorithm patterned, and then Facebook will show me those feeds. I keep watching those videos, and my brain is brain is continuously primed. And uh, you may also be interested to read this beautiful book by uh, David Eagleman, probably uh, Incognito. When we say human beings have a free will, but when the brain is primed, the window of free will is very narrow. There's no free will. It's automated behavior. And it's so scary what is happening. It's so scary the divisiveness that it can create on the level of thought, beliefs, patterns, political, sports, allegiances, so on and so forth. It's unbelievable that we may actually turn against our own folks. And therefore, uh, this is a beautiful experiment that again happened. David Eagleman did this. What they did was they called people into the laboratory and their hand was tapped with a syringe. And then people were asked to watch someone being stabbed, okay, and measure the activity in the brain. If, and the intent was, if you see somebody suffering, does empathy activate in your brain? So when everybody was being stabbed, people saw that there's a huge activation of empathy in the brain, okay? They studied under fMRI activation. But in the second round, what they did was each hand was labeled Hindu, Muslim, Jewish, atheist, and now came the startling revelation. When I watch somebody who does not belong to my religion, no empathic activation in the brain at all. And then you were saying, David Eagleman said, it's not, it's not so much about religion. When an atheist watched the atheist hand being stabbed, there was activation of empathy but not otherwise, which means while we can say that I'm not biased, 
these are the strong unconscious biases that are planted inside us by our brains being continuously primed and social media is now adding to it and it is creating this worst kind of priming of our brains where we sometimes may be impaired to look at both sides of the coin and again a beautiful book written by uh, daniel kahneman thinking fast and slow most of our thinking and decision making are automated in cognitive is yeah david eagleman uh, so therefore i think what is important is and therefore yesterday i actually made a small episode on the podcast saying we need we need mindfulness more than ever before because all these people are going to trick us trick us into believing that my self esteem is going to be measured on how many likes do i get already in india i don't know what is happening in australia but in india school children are fighting with each other because my status was liked lesser than my colleagues you know that's the horrible uh, space we are entering into and therefore we need mindfulness more than ever before and especially this practice of compassion recognizing common humanity doesn't matter what religion that person comes from doesn't matter what ethnicity they come from but this common humanity and one thing we can contribute towards this common humanity is the compassion practice where we say let all living beings be at peace and therefore i told you know in one of my workshops i was saying nobody wakes up on a monday morning say oh beautiful day let me go to work and screw people's lives or make life miserable for others no all of us go to work or do whatever we do is to do well for ourselves our families feed them nurture them and enjoy life uh, so there is basic goodness in everybody and all of us should not fall prey to what is happening and therefore one suggestion that these people are saying is turn off all your phone notifications let it only ring when somebody calls you and do not watch any videos that youtube will recommend you do not watch any content that facebook will recommend you because it's algorithm it's primed and the intent for all these corporations is to you and i are product friends and therefore this one more line that stuck to me when you are not using any product we are the product so especially if you look at every multinational because india is 1.3 billion people increasing uh, in its progress every company says india is a big market for us so i sometimes feel so so much pain in my heart that all of us are reduced to market and a product and imagine <laughs> so if all of us consciously uh, don't do such practices we will be only uh, prey to what these people want out of us and the aim for these people to have us on their platforms is spend maximum time there and get millions of dollars of revenue therefore i feel my personal contemplation is friends these practices of compassion and prayer for self and others is extremely important so we will end this day today with this short compassion practice recognizing that all of us at the level of being are one we are not fragmented many people are trying to do that with us okay sorry i spoke for a longer time than 2 minutes but something that's been weighing very heavy on my heart after i watched that documentary So let's find a posture supporting our practice. Let's start with a deep breath. And now thinking of 
a loved one. Let's pray in our hearts. May you be happy. May you have well-being. May you be protected from inner and outer harm. And may you receive love and care, releasing these feelings of love and kindness towards a loved one. And now think about your colleagues at work, any one person or a group of people Thinking about your colleague or colleagues, let's pray. May you be happy. May you have well-being in life. May you be protected from inner and outer harm. And may you have love and care. And it's also important to have compassion for ourselves because only then we can spread it to others. So now thinking about yourself and releasing these feelings of love and kindness towards yourself. May you be happy. May you live with well-being. May you be protected from inner and outer harm. And may you receive love and care. And now let's extend these feelings to all living beings. May all living beings be happy. May all living beings be free from their suffering. May all living beings be protected from inner and outer harm. And may all living beings receive love and care. Gently opening your eyes.
So let's have final comments and questions. One very simple practice that I learned at Search Inside Yourself is uh, it says whenever you meet people, just silently saying in your heart, I wish you well. And it's such a beautiful practice of uh, connecting with people. I made peace with a lot of people. Great. Love the message or happiness and nirvana. Okay. We get a little dopamine hit when we perform acts of kindness. Absolutely. And the same dopamine hit also comes when somebody has liked our status. So now we have to make a very mindful choice. Do we have to base it on external conditions or maybe conditions like this where we go inward and create uh, peace, happiness? You're welcome, Aaron, thank you. So thank you friends for joining everyone and I wish you a very pleasant week and find time and see if you can have those little moments where you sit in peace, smile when you breathe in, smile when you breathe out and uh, see what's unfolding and share it with us next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Yes, the shouting can be distracting, yeah. Initially, I also struggled with it. <laughs> Compassion to the knife sharpener. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>